it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this March 8th, 2022 edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Homes and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport, hanging out with you, Avery, running things on the TV 10 side. As uh, we get into this show today, a little light here for the next, uh, I'd say, a little, about week and a half before we get into high school baseball season, as we finish up basketball season. We'll have a lot to talk about on Thursday and uh, Friday, hopefully Friday, as we uh, get into high school girls down at the state tournament uh, but let's talk about some boys here. Some news coming out this morning from the Journal uh, article published that uh, the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference has named its all-conference boys basketball teams. The first team includes Avion Blackwood from Martinsburg, Keyshawn Cheek from Spring Mills, Kamarion Dow out of Martinsburg, Jaden Gladney from Jefferson, Jordan's Holmes from Musselman, Jamari Jenkins from Jefferson, Dayon Taylor from Jefferson, and Cam Wilkes from Hedgesville. Members of the second team are Christian Bolduc from Hedgesville, Jason Gordon from Musselman, Cameron Johnson from Jefferson, Cyril Gaza from Martinsburg, Will Shively from Jefferson, Jess Sutherland from Martinsburg, Caleb Thomas from Spring Mills, and Trenton Wolf from Musselman. Uh, undefeated Jefferson won the team championship, and Cougars coach Richard Lewis named Coach of the Year. We talked with him yesterday as they're getting ready to uh, – make a state hopefully make a state championship run there with the undefeated team and he says all the pressure's off right now because the pressure was last season when they hadn't gotten to the state champ the state tournament before but now let's talk about bring you guys in now uh let's talk about these teams what do you think about these teams i think they're fine overall i i, I would maybe put cameron johnson on the first team but you know jefferson has so many great players that it's tough to distinguish between them. Uh, I'm a little surprised Washington, I guess, didn't get anybody. I thought they'd get one. at least one guy on the second team that maybe played a bigger role for his team than maybe a reserve player on Martinsburg or Jefferson or somebody else like that. Um, but, you know, overall, it's understandable. You know, those are based on, I would presume, on the coaches' vote. Uh, and, you know, all those kids are, are well deserving. So. I'm fine with those teams. I think they represent the area's best players pretty well. Yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, Cam Johnson, after the season he's had, though, for Jefferson, does deserve to be on that uh, first team. But other than that, I think everything uh, set in stone there is uh, pretty accurate. They've all had great seasons, and uh, now, hopefully, uh, two best teams will represent the area and uh prove that this is the best area come time there in the state tournament avery anything i i you know what i was this might be a little bit of a dark horse selection i thought christian bolduke might get some first team love just because he he's had that ability to to really explode he dropped 35 on martinsburg early in the season and given that hedgesville was a 14 15 win team they're the top team in the section i thought he might have gotten a little more first team consideration but other than that i agree with you guys i thought it was a, a pretty good pretty good list 
Yeah, and I I don't know when the voting was for this. I would presume within the last week or so. If it's just usually they vote and then it's out the next day or so. Um, but I would have to say the last few ball games here for Jess Sutherland have kind of really put him on that second team. I mean, you know, he's a starter all season long, but he wasn't always making the shots, wasn't always as productive as he has been lately. But I think that that kind of maybe pushed him to be on the second team uh, because if you looked earlier in the season, not not a lot of guys on Martinsburg were really up there. I think if you went back in the middle of January, I think you'd maybe just see Avion Blackwood and potentially just Kamari on Dow. I don't also necessarily... because it was with uh, Sutherland's uh, lack of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess um, production. Yeah, Jackson would go into the game for the most part, and he was doing really well for Martinsburg. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I agree with that. I think I would presume those were done relatively recently. Uh, because like you said, if Jess Sutherland doesn't have these recent games, I don't know if he'd be on there. But he does a lot of little things that maybe go unnoticed. He's a good rebounder uh, consistently. He's a pretty good defender uh, on health defense. So while his scoring has really picked up over the last few weeks, I, I think those other things might have earned him that spot. Same with Cyril Gaza. I think his defense is why he's yeah. on there. And I think he would have been on there even without the recent success of Martinsburg as a team. So, uh, you know, those things have to go into consideration when you're considering uh, first and second teams in the EPAC. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. And then tomorrow night, the regionals, we'll talk a little bit about those here momentarily. But just remember, regional tickets will be sold online at gofans.co slash search. You'll search WVSSAC and then find the matchup you're looking for. Electronic tickets and WVSSAC passes will be the only tickets and passes accepted for um, if you're tonight, you're like Colin, you're going to North Marion at Berkeley Springs or tomorrow night, a game we have Musselman at Martinsburg or the other game on the other side of Region 2 here in Quad A, Hedgesville at Jefferson. You need online tickets, electronic tickets, or WVSSAC passes in order to get in to go. So go to gofan.co slash search, go to WVS or search WVSSAC, and then you'll find the matchup there. But just wanted to remind people that you need to buy those tickets online before you go to the game. There's no there's no tickets at the gate as the regional events are WVSSAC events. So the gate will not go to the school to go be um, along with the WVSSAC. Uh, voting was on Sunday. So very recently According to Sean Holmes on the Facebook comments, David Wood chimes in and says, I think Christian Bolduc could have been first team along with Cam Johnson. So uh, he's in agreement with big all of points us that here. yeah, big points that we made here recently. But now let's let's break down these uh region finals tomorrow night. Uh a little bit more than we did yesterday. We'll start with uh Hedgesville at Jefferson and you know, we saw Hedgesville kind of come back in that game a little bit on on Friday and make the game tight against Martinsburg and uh I think this game against Jefferson is going to be a very interesting one to see if Jefferson can pull away like they usually do or if Hedgesville can, you know, if they get Cam Wilkes back, see how they'll be. I think Hedgesville needs to go full out on the stall offense, if you want to call it that, or, or just at least looking for good shots, working the ball around the perimeter and making certain you kind of shorten the game against Jefferson. Not that you don't have a good enough offense to score in the 60s and 70s 
But if you're allowing Jefferson to have that kind of night, their defense is so tough that they're going to be scoring the yeah. 80s to 90s <laughs> 80s while you're 90s. scoring in the 50s. So I, I think they need to go really hard on, on trying to work for good shots on each possession and, and burn a little bit of clock and shorten the game a little bit would be kind of how I would look at this matchup if you want to knock off Jefferson. I think that's probably your best strategy if you're Hedgesville. Um, you know, you have good three-point shooters, and there's no reason not to take threes, but just take you know good open threes and make sure you work for open shots. It seems like at times this Hedgesville team has been maybe a little overly aggressive at times on offense and taking shots that aren't necessary at that point in the game, at least in the games we've covered. Um, I think they have some good talent. They obviously have some good guard play, not just with Bull Duke and Wilkes, but I think Tate Wilmer's a solid guard that they bring in. Damon Cook can do some good things for them. Uh, they're lacking size. We don't know what Eli Faircloth's status will be after his incident against Martinsburg. I don't know if he'll serve any suspension for that. So, Well, there wasn't a technical, right? There was a technical. Well, he wasn't thrown out. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I don't yeah. Know. I don't Maybe know. the team will serve something there. We don't know about that, but yeah, um, you know, when we talked with Coach Lewis yesterday, he said that they kind of need to fix those little things in the ball game because in the third quarter, Musselman really came back the other night. So I think the keys for them is to just work on those small things because you have the ability to uh, do that before this game because you've you've beat Hedgesville both times you played them, so you know that. Although you know that Hedgesville is going to come in a lot stronger, um, you know I just think there's a few little small things this coach Lewis said that it, are the difference between where they are right now and where they could be uh, come Saturday, March nineteenth. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see what strategy Hedgesville comes out with. I agree that they probably should just have to slow the game down as uh, much as possible because even though they have the capability shot wise to uh live by the three lately they've been dying by the three and you've seen that the past couple games for these eagles and it's tough anyway to try to compete shooting wise with jefferson it seems like every single night somebody's on fire for them and i I don't know if anybody can really keep up with that so you can try but it's not going to be successful. So Hedgesville has the capability to slow things down. We've seen that with Kelly Church. He knows how to game plan. Never take that away from him. And I think that's the game plan that they need to be the most successful. Yeah, and now we'll move over to the other regional matchup that we'll have right here on TV10 and online on WRNR TV on YouTube. We'll not have it on Talk Rated WRNR due to the Mountaineers playing in the Big 12 tournament tomorrow night. Uh, but that's Martinsburg hosting Musselman. And when we had Coach Rogers on yesterday, he said, you know, it's just something about Musselman. They always play them really, really tight both games, no matter what. No matter if one team is, you know, on a different side of things than the other team is. But, in, you know, that's kind of precedent right there when you look at the march or january 14th game uh both teams were kind of you know on the different ends of things martinsburg though had just kind of after had just come off of a or were on a four game winning streak uh but they lost that game to musselman by one 54 to 53 
And then you look at the last meeting against them was an overtime victory, 63 to 58 for Martinsburg. It just those two teams when they meet up, there's it's a very tight ball game. It was overtime last year. I wouldn't be surprised if it's overtime again tomorrow night. And they just seem to meet up in the in a region final. It feels like a, a lot. It's a rivalry that is always a good game. I feel like both teams uh, have talent. They're both defensively minded, and we always know it's going to be a physical game between these two. Hopefully, the field house is uh, rocking tomorrow night. I'm looking. If you're not to it. able to go, we'll have it on TV Ten WR and our TV on YouTube. So, I, I don't really know what really to break down as what could truly separate these two teams. It, yeah. It's a really evenly matched game. And Nick's pointed out lately, Martinsburg tends to win some games when they're not shooting as well. Well, I think it, it comes down to their defense and what they do to the other team. And, and uh, defense is really carrying Martinsburg right now. Uh, you look at Sogaz is playing, what he's able to do, really just take away your best player. Uh, it makes it very tough on these other teams. But when Musselman played Martinsburg last time, Jordan Holmes still had 26 points. And I uh, feel like Musselman has the best strategy to break the press. I feel like that's why they also are the team that has been able to compete the most with Jefferson this year. is because it seems like they are very fundamentally sound when it comes to beating presses. I, I think when you look at a team like Musselman, they have everything you want in a team in terms of you know, true point guard in Trenton Wolf, a good shooter in Cal Kleppner on the outside, Jordan Holmes, who's kind of that wing player that can do it all, and uh, Connor Long, who's you know a six six kid that has good size, good skill down low. Um, you know, Musselman's a good team, and they definitely give some matchup issues. And like we talked about yesterday, I think the post play will be interesting, whether it be Aiden Jackson against Connor Lawn or Jess Sutherland against Connor Lawn or even uh, Wollston off the bench against those guys. So, you know, Musselman has a lot of good players. Jason Gordon's a good player, too, uh, that's really stepped up for them as of late. Um, it, it should be a good game. I think a key would be to keep Musselman off the offensive glass, and Martinsburg probably has one of the best teams to do that. And if you're – you don't need to necessarily shut Jordan Holmes down, but you know if he gets his, you can't allow other guys to hurt you in key roles. You can't overly guard him because they have good role players that if Holmes even has an off night, they can still find a way to win or at least keep it very close. So I think that would be some keys from Martinsburg. And yeah, I feel like do. it will probably be separated with second-chance opportunities because both teams rebound the ball really well. We saw that. In Martinsburg's win against Spring Mills, that offensive glass was all Bulldogs, but at the same time, it took them three or four tries to get the shot made, and I don't think you're going to have that many opportunities against Musselman. Yeah, they're going to need to convert on the opportunities they do have. Yeah, I always tend to agree with that. And then I'm going to throw a little curveball here just to Colin. Uh, On the Facebook comments, A.R. Emmert has said, Berkeley Springs has quietly put together an outstanding season, 19-4. and four. David Wood replies to that, I've seen Berkeley Springs play this year, and they are very good, well-coached, and got good, solid players. You're going to that game tonight. I What's am. your take I'm, I'm on the game? To it. I'm really hoping that they uh, play well. I originally thought that they had played North uh, Marion when I looked at 
max preps, but I have been on a informed i know kislowski also uh saw that that score on max preps is actually a lie these teams have not met this season but berkeley springs uh led by gavin barkley will be a good team tonight timir ross is doing great sean lord who's a uh brother of my friend garrett that i grew up with being a neighbor of would always go play hoops with them so i'm looking forward to uh this team having hopefully a special night there in berkeley springs it's 10 years to the day the last time that they won a regional tournament to make it to state so hopefully history repeats itself tonight and you're wearing that berkeley springs indians shirt over yes, there proud I am. Alum I got today. my berkeley springs polo that also i got in the eighth grade and surprisingly it uh still fits me so well, there you go all right well, before we hit the break uh, i want to let everybody know if you're interested in taking part in sponsoring or anything like that in the ninth annual Bulldog Golf Classic for the Martinsburg Bulldog football team taking place Thursday, June 9th. You can head over to the Martinsburg Bulldog football Facebook page to find out more. Uh, But with that, we're uh, now going to hit the break here. First break of the day, sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this two-minute break, we'll talk some college hoops action. That's next. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Up in Pocahontas, in the cranberry glades, ain't got bars This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Nurse Practitioner Alexis Alastanos, Urgent Care, Dr. Anderson Cho, Hospitalist, Physician's Assistant Brian Daunt, Pain Management, Dr. Payam Haredi, Anesthesia, Physician's Assistant Brittany Herber, Orthopedics, and Dr. Esther Lin, Family Medicine, WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Hi, Crescia Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the eastern panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is veteran-owned and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back.
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix for your March 8th, 2022. Spencer Punick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern in Newport, running things on the TV's 10 side, hanging out with you today as uh, we get ever closer to March Madness and uh, just locked everything down at the end of last week and figured everything out. We will be hearing every, well, not every, the Sweet 16 that games, I believe, concur at the same time. So we'll be airing uh, the usual tournament games that you hear from Westwood One on Talk Rated WRNR. Uh, that includes the noon games. So when that first week when there are noon games, we will be strictly on TV10 and on the TV10 Facebook and our Sports Mix Twitter for the show as well, only those times. Uh, and then we'll stay on the radio side. will be the tournament games coming up here. Uh, what is that? 13th this sunday we'll have the selection show from 6 to 9 p.m and then i believe it starts uh the 15th and 16th are the play-in games and then the 17th 18th i believe are the days that we will what i was about to say i'm looking forward to it i finally downloaded uh the bracket apps and we gotta figure some stuff out we may be doing a bracket here with uh the listeners as we get closer to things gotta figure that out uh but let's talk some uh college hoops here uh, the Mountaineers, uh, they are going to be in the first round of the Big 12 tournament. Who are they facing, Colin? Kansas State. Kansas State. Kansas State. Kansas State. The Wildcats. That game is yeah. tomorrow night, 7 p.m., 6 p.m. pregame from the Mountaineer Sports Network, which you'll hear on Talk Radio WRNR. And uh, it, they have a chance in that game because of the way that things are set up, right? Yeah, it's the 8v9. They have a chance at least in that game. but They have a chance to win a tournament game. How about that? I, did, I still feel like it's a play-in tournament game, but yeah. So you don't think they if they win? Well, you they don't win. Think I mean, if you they don't win, they play Kansas. They win, they play Kansas, so, and they're the only play-in game confident. this year because Oklahoma State is in. That is also so they're true. the only one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what do you think about the game? I, I mean, I like the matchup. The uh, I can't remember. I think they might have beat Kansas State the first time around. So yeah, yeah they they split. So. Hopefully, neutral-wise, they do that well. I feel like maybe they've given up, some of them. Uh, others, not so much. They played well on senior day, and hopefully they uh, do that again. I watched that game for the most part, and I liked what I saw. The team has the talent. It's just not always there. If they can play defensively well, I think they have a chance, but... As you've heard multiple times, this team has really struggled defensively. Caridi, I think it was during that Texas game, said that's the worst defense he's yeah. seen in all of his years of following West Virginia basketball, and you, you can't do that. Speaking of Tony Caridi, here is today's Mountaineer report from the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Travel day for the Mountaineer basketball team. West Virginia will make its way to Kansas City. Where tomorrow night they will meet up against the Wildcats of Kansas State in an opening round game. It's the number eight against the number nine seed. This is not the first time these two teams have played in Kansas City. It was five years ago this week that the Mountaineers and the Wildcats played an extremely memorable game. No, not for the number of points scored as far as a lot of points, but for the number of points scored very few points. Consider that the two teams played 40 minutes and scored a combined total of 101 points. 
final was West Virginia 51 and Kansas State is 50. And if ever there was a game that could be defined as a rock fight, this one was it. Back in that day, West Virginia would win games by attacking the glass. They out-rebounded Kansas State 44-35 and by simply taking more shots at the basket. West Virginia took 14 more shots than Kansas State and made two fewer field goals, but the three-point shot was good for the Mountaineers. They made nine of those and held Kansas State to just five three-pointers. When it was all over, West Virginia had itself a win, and they advanced in the tournament. Eventually, they would play Iowa State in the championship game at the Big 12. We'll find out what happens tomorrow night. WVU and K-State, our pregame coverage here begins at 6 o'clock with the tip set for 7. That is today's Mountaineer Report, brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. There you go, Mr. Creedy, getting you ready there. Uh, and you'll hear him tomorrow night on the call uh, for that ball game, And maybe potentially Tuesday, I believe it's a 2 p.m. game uh, that they would play. Uh, let me double check here with the bracket. Uh, yeah, it'd be a 2 p.m. game, and they'd have to take on number one Kansas. Or it's, it's a, Thursday, well, not Tuesday. Yeah, that's what I meant. Thursday, my fault. Uh, it would be a two p.m. or it'd be a three p.m. contest, two p.m. Uh, pregame show because the bracket that we were sent is in. Don't shake your camera. Central time, because the tournament is at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. Uh, but it'd be a tough task if they beat one Kansas team and then have to face the other Kansas team. That's number one. They were a little bit competitive the last time they played the Jayhawks there at home. I, I don't know. Tournament time. I don't think Bill Solf's going to yeah. lose that one. I, I'm not yeah. confident in this team anymore this year. Uh, they'll be back next year, right? Yeah. I, I trust Huggins, hopefully. Aaron Emmert chimes in and says, NIT seeding? I, I don't even know if I want him in the NIT. I don't think, they yeah, I don't think the they'll NIT. accept a bid if they... I mean, yeah. they're they're probably they're most likely going to end the season under 500 or at 500. So I don't think they're going to want to. I don't think know, they'll even get offered out. an NIT bid, right? If you're last in the Big 12 or second to last, whatever they were, how's they're that, last. Right? Yeah, how's that good enough for an NIT? I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't it know. probably isn't. Honestly, I don't think it is. All right. Well, we had the buzzer beater last night. Was it the SoCon Championship and overtime Southern conference? SoCon yep. between Chattanooga and Furman. To, it was a great uh, shot. Too. Yeah, really, really fun game. There was uh, it went into overtime, back and forth, couple last second shots. So, very exciting. game. I can't remember the player's name, but I think I saw in regulation from the exact same spot he was calling for the ball to take a shot, and they didn't give it to him. So it was pretty cool to see in overtime he uh, goes coast to coast to pull up for three to win. So, all right, here is the buzzer beater. Kicks it out. Allows with 24 and a half seconds left. But. Got past Banks. Got it in. 4.3 left. They're looking to the south. They want a timeout. They're going to let him play. Gene Baptiste with one. Heaves it for the win. Oh! We will never forget shot a shot like that. That's what it's all about in college basketball. Winning in winning the conference tournament in overtime, sixty four to sixty three. 
Do you know what that shot reminds me of? What? The Jalen Suggs buzzer beater from last year in the Final Four against uh, against UCLA with Gonzaga. Pretty yeah. similar, right? Long 30, 35-ish foot yeah. three-pointer. So, yeah, pretty cool. That's why March is, is March Madness. And then uh, what conference is this in? I believe it. The CAA championship semifinal last night, uh, UNC Wilmington gets the win, sixty to fifty-seven. So a close ball game there. I think uh, six of the thirty-two bids are punched now. Yeah, I believe those were the two closest ball games. That and there were a lot more finals. Well, I guess tonight, SMU too. beat yeah. uh, Saint Mary or Saint Mary's College beat Santa Clara seventy-five seventy-two there, uh, and then Gonzaga winning against San Francisco. I believe that was what a quarterfinal semi semi so yeah today it's gonzaga st mary's yeah i was but uh some good games here already and uh we're not even to kind of the main portion yet of conference champion of conference championship week so uh games tonight though today uh a lot of games going on today i believe the acc tournament headlines as the starting today um but uh one game we'll talk about here is uh, Marshall against Florida International, the kind of play-in game there for uh, Conference USA's tournament and maybe uh, Marshall's last game as a member of Conference USA in basketball. Yeah, uh, FIU did beat Marshall twice during the regular season, but uh, the Thundering Herd are listed as favorites in this game, and the winner will play La Tech, and I think Marshall's been playing better basketball as of late, not necessarily resulting in wins, but it does seem like this team has gotten a little bit better as the season gone on. Uh, but, again, like it's like if Marshall wins this game, okay, they'll advance to play La Tech, probably lose that game. If somehow they pull off a win over La Tech, you know, like they're not winning the conference, or at least I don't see a scenario. So it sounds like your confidence level in Marshall's about the same where my confidence level is for West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with what Nick said. So I, I guess we're about the same confidence level in our teams. I mean, Marshall's eleven and twenty, so it's like the season's pretty much over at this point. You're watching to see how Tavion Kinsey does because he's the most exciting player on the team. You would imagine. So the conference and this could be his last game. I think it would be his last game. He doesn't well, have an extra year. If they lose. Oh, yeah. Uh, you would imagine if Marshall did any bit better, he would have a chance for the first team all-conference USA, but he was named second team all-conference USA. So all kind of depends on how your team does. Some other games tonight, uh, as I mentioned, the ACC tournament starts. The first round, uh, Boston College versus Pitt. Boston College favored by two. NC State versus Clemson. Clemson favored by five. Uh, in the MAAC championship first round, uh, Ryder versus Manhattan. Ryder favored by one point. Bellarmine. Bellarmine? Is that how we... I think it's Bellarmine. I thought it was Bellarmine. Either one. A Sun championship final. Bellarmine versus Jacksonville. Bellarmine favored by two and a half. Now, if I can take a quick Dolphins that you guys were looking at? Yes. Can I talk about this Bellarmine team real quick? Because they are transitioning from D2 to D1, and they are actually not even eligible for the NCAA tournament if they win this game. Wait, Bellarmine? Yes. I thought they were in the tournament last year. No. So they transitioned from D2 to D1 a few years ago. If they win this game, then I think the top seed in the conference just automatically qualifies, Hmm. even though they're out. So, pretty interesting. But uh, I think it's also cool that a D1 uh, or D2 program a few years ago has already been competitive enough to be in a D1 conference championship game just a few years later. 
doesn't really that, happen that, very that's much. pretty cool to hear i don't know i swear they played somebody and got a big win over the last couple seasons i mean they could have regular season wise upset somebody I don't know who it was, but I feel like they upset. I, I feel I've, like I've heard this school before as well. But like I on ESPN. Really it could have just been a top 10 play, maybe. I don't know. Oh, it was 2021. I think Bellarmine beat Duke. Was no, that the team? Oh, really? Are they the, the team, team that, that knocked them, them off the first game of Duke? the season? I thought that was, uh, was it? I, I don't remember. No. They won. Duke ended up winning seventy six to fifty four. I don't know. I feel like I've heard them do something somewhere, some way. I don't know, but but yeah. So what they other can't. Games do we got? As you mentioned, they can't do anything. Like they can't yeah, go anywhere. Because even if they win this game, they'll win. They'll be credited as the conference champions, but they just won't qualify for the NCAA tournament. But yeah. either way, that's one of five championship games tonight across college basketball. You got the West yeah, Coast Northeast, Conference. Well, yeah, West Coast Conference. I'll get. I'll go down the line here. The uh, so the ASUN Championship we just talked about. The Northeast Conference Championship. Wagner at Bryant. Bryant favored by three. Delaware UNC Wilmington. The CAA Championship. Delaware favored by two and a half. Uh, the Horizon off Towson. Yeah, the Horizon League Championship Final. Northern Kentucky versus Wright State. Northern Kentucky favored by one. I believe one of those. Te- I believe Northern Kentucky is now in the Horizon League. They weren't before or something like that. Uh, then you got Georgia Tech versus Louisville. Louisville favored by one and a half there in the first round of the ACC tournament. The MAAC first round game, a Canisius versus Fairfield. Uh, and then Marshall versus Florida International first round. Marshall favored by three. Southern Miss, another team trying to leave the conference early, uh, is playing UTSA. UTSA favored by three. And then the West Coast Conference final tonight. Gonzaga versus St. Mary's. Both teams ranked. St. Mary's 17, obviously. Gonzaga won. Gonzaga favored by 12 and a half. St. Mary's just beat them, though, right? Yeah, at the end of the regular season, they beat them. Summit League Championship Final. North Dakota State versus South Dakota State. South Dakota State favored by six. Uh, And then that's really all the... uh, Big games tonight. Or not big games. The final games, really. A lot of first-round games that uh, really, you know, not really need mentioned. South Dakota State is a team to keep your eye on. They're 29-4, and four, undefeated in conference this year, and the second-highest scoring team in America, averaging 88 points a game. Keep that in mind for my bracket. They're an upset pick. They're a trending upset pick. But if you're pick. wrong... Well, they could lose tonight. I know where you... The bracket. Intern at. So. <laughs> That's right. And That's right. Kind of where he lives. No. no well, General direction. You'll figure it out. Shepard. Yeah, he I lives that that's 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 Somebody might direct you me to him. You it out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not that hard. You can find out. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just a supply and store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding. Outdoor living in his family and an operated located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We come back. We'll talk some uh, NFL news. Big news coming out just before the show. Potentially, uh... Contract numbers potentially true. I don't know. There are reports, conflicting reports both ways, but a big name. Uh, it's been floated around for a long time, potentially going back uh, to where, potentially staying where he's been at. But we'll talk about that next when we come back on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Took the long way to your house. I can still hear the sound of you saying don't go. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. 
We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Home helpers of the Eastern Panhandle making life easier for you, your family, and especially your loved ones that need their care. They are locally owned and searching for smiling faces to hire so that your loved one can stay in their home where they are the happiest. Call 304-433-8000 or visit homehelpershomecare.com panhandle. Or you can visit them at 3192 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Each office is independently owned and operated. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR FM 106.5 AM 740 TV 10 on Comcast Channel 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson County streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook and at WRNR underscore Sports Mix on Twitter. Spencer Buenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport. Happy to have you with us here. Some big news coming out just before the show uh, about around 1140, 1145. Aaron Rodgers. Returning to play for the Green Bay Packers, and there was numbers circulating around um, about what was it? It was a four-year, two hundred million dollar contract with one hundred and fifty-three million guaranteed. That was the number that was reported, but yeah, those those reports are being disputed right now. And that could just be numbers-wise. Maybe they, according to Pat McAfee, uh, who has had Aaron Rodgers on now two seasons on his show every Tuesday for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. I'm assuming he'll be on today because it's Tuesday. Uh, he was, Him and the NFL Network were the first to report the news of Rodgers' return. I'm going to assume, presume Ian Rappaport there at Rap Sheet on Twitter were those two people. And uh, interesting, it but not like interesting. He's just trying to get people to tune into his show. Yeah, me. probably. Because Rappaport and Jeremy Fowler are both reporting it. Uh, those are two of the top NFL reporters around. So I'm going to agree that they're probably accurate. I mean, either way, he's coming back to Green Bay. I don't really care what the numbers are. I don't know. You might if uh, he's getting four years, 200 mil, and you got a quarterback me. coming up for your team that uh, 
might be a free agent soon Fair that might enough. be looking at those numbers and saying, hmm, why can't I yeah. have that? Uh, you, you have a quarterback there for your favorite team that uh, is – I've been hearing – you were just talking about over break. I saw Lamar Jackson did like the, the report, so – he knows, he knows, he knows. But, again, has he earned Aaron Rodgers' money? I mean, I don't know. He hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. He hasn't. He's won an MVP. He's won an MVP. He's won but he hasn't won back-to-back MVPs. He hasn't won four MVPs. That's true. And back-to-back. He hasn't won a Super Bowl yet, but, I mean, still. I think the Ravens probably take the approach with Lamar Jackson of more of a kind of similar to Flacco. I mean, obviously, I think he's achieved more than Flacco in terms of individual numbers Flacco achieved more at, at that point in his career uh team Flacco success won a Super Bowl. well th- the year before Flacco won the Super Bowl the Ravens offered him like 88 million dollars or something and then he bet on himself and he ended up winning the Super Bowl and then got the huge contract um so that would be the approach that I, I'd be fine if Lamar Jackson goes out and wins the Ravens the Super Bowl of course you're going to be fine eh, give him 400 million for all I care because I mean that that's a great season but in terms of this i mean this is an interesting contract right it, it ends all the uh talk uh, there was a lot of talk that supposedly rogers was considering either denver retirement or returning to green bay he ends up taking the 200 million dollars which can you really blame him uh, 154 guaranteed and it lowers his cap number so in a way, it hurts the Packers, I think. It's a risk by Green Bay. It was definitely, too, I think the most interesting thing. Now this Jordan Love pick really doesn't make any sense at all. Because yeah. you clearly were It never even made sense to begin Love, with, let's be honest. Unless you thought Rodgers was going to leave or retire, but now you're investing all this money into Rodgers, and you just kind of have Jordan Love sitting there. and he, he didn't look good in the one game he played, but again, who knows? Well, one thing that also may have been kind of halting anything – with the Packers side of things, is what did the NFL announce yesterday to teams? The cap, the uh, cap, the cap space. Yeah. yeah. Well, coming into this, the cap, the uh, cap space wise, the Packers were already minus nearly thirty million dollars. So I'd be interested to see if they're still working on a deal to figure out what they're going to do this year because. I believe, what is it? Who else? Adams. Adams is not signed this year He's either. He's a free agent, yeah. So how do you work that negative $30 million in cap space for Rodgers to, what do you give him, like $10 million this year? I don't I don't know how, I'm not, you know, I have no interest, or I have no recollection of how cap space works in Typically the Typically what exactly. they do is they'll make more of your contract signing bonus than a cap number. So they may give Rodgers... What is that? Fifty million a year is what they were saying. Yeah, so they might give them like forty million dollars signing bonus or something like that. Ah, yeah, that and makes sense. And then it doesn't hurt your cap. Yeah, but that the could be. the cap officially comes out yesterday. I believe around two hundred and eight point. Uh, let me pull it back up here. Two hundred eight point two million dollars. That's up from last year where it was two hundred or one hundred eighty two point five due to COVID, but about ten million up from two seasons ago, twenty twenty. Uh, where it was 198. So, Only baseball could have that. Yeah, uh, but so the uh, looking like according to these final things, the team with the most cap space it appears is uh, the Chargers with 57.3 million in cap space. The Washington Commanders have 30.35, which is a, a good amount. You've got a few people to sign. Yeah. 
So uh, the Ravens have like a nice nine million in cap space. I think. Let's see the Ravens. They have nine point seven nine million in cap space. Uh, But again, the Saints negative forty two million. The the most under Cowboys at negative twenty one point six. They're restructuring two contracts right now. I believe Dak one of them. Um, Vikings negative fourteen point seven two million dollars. The Super Bowl winning Rams negative thirteen point seven. Uh, so and the uh, Chiefs negative four point five, four five, and the Bills negative three point nine one. Those are kind of the big ones there. Uh, but the Saints not having any, you know, being negative in cap space like that, and you know, trying they to compete. I think they're still paying Breeze potentially. I don't know. Well, they like signed they signed Taysom Hill to that huge. Oh yeah, 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 that was year year too. And they've also got money tied up stupid. in Michael Thomas, uh, uh, Cam Jordan. So they've they've got Not a lot stupid. of bad contracts on that team. So that's that's really that's where why they're... Peyton wanted to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have to deal with all that. All right, well, we've got to hit the final break of the show. This segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. After this two-minute break, we'll wrap things up, talk a little Capitals as they're in action tonight against the division-leading Flames there in the Western Conference. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break when we wrap things up. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class on March the 12th at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1 taught by NRA certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. Your business can become an advertiser today on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, your home for local news, talk, and sports. With over 17 million views and counting, you won't want to miss out. From Eastern Panhandle Talk every morning to the sports mix at noon and local high school, Shepherd Rams, Mountaineers, Commanders, Steelers, Nationals, Wizards, or Capital Games each evening, Talk Radio WRNR has it all, all day long. So advertise with us, Talk Radio WRNR and TV TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for March 8th, 2022. This last segment is sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices, which are located right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. As we wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix, we'll talk uh, some caps here. They're north of the border tonight. Taking on the Calgary Flames, Calgary is leading the what division is it? Pacific, Pacific division there in the Western Conference at uh, four, uh, 34, 14, and 7, 75 overall points. They're uh, second in the Western Conference behind the Avalanche, who have 87 points, really putting together an amazing season out there. Caps. 30 and 8, 30, 18 and 9 with 69 points on the season. Uh, fourth in the Metro behind Hurricanes with 83. Rangers and Pens both have 77 points. So a big jump there to get to where they need to be. But a lot of big games coming up. But tonight's game against the Flames, uh, it'll be a 9 p.m. puck drop and 8.45 pregame show right here on Talk Radio WRNR. John Walton will have the call for the Caps Radio Network. Uh, Caps, two straight winners. By score combined score of nine to two, after they lost three straight in regulation, and they've now started the new year eight, twelve, and two. So they're kind of hopefully on an upswing. The Flames have a league best seventeen three and one record since January eighteenth. It's going to be two. It's going to be a very good team. The Caps are going to play tonight. Uh, but Ovechkin with goal number uh, seven sixty four now three away from jumping over Yadimir Yager for third place all time. Uh, could he get there tonight? Uh, who knows, but it will be should be a good contest up there north of the border, Colin. I mean, I'd take an Ovechkin hat trick tonight. They will uh, need it against a pretty good Flames team. Uh, Vitek Vancek is uh, doing pretty well in goal as of late. I don't know if he is still the uh, long-term option that you want here in the final years with Ovechkin's career to – Get another Stanley Cup push, hopefully. You still might want to try to look here in the uh, trade deadline, which is, what, under two weeks away now, I think? So, March 21st. Yeah, there you go. That's why I was kind of looking over yep, under my two shoulder weeks. to get some help there from Nick. Under two weeks away, I wonder what we'll see uh, Capitals-wise. You'd think you'd see a move here because the Capitals, are, they're still contenders. Yeah. I mean, they're in They've, that second wild card spot still, but they have that pretty much in hand but you want to improve and you want somebody that you can trust in goal and i don't fully know if you have that right now even though these past two wins it's been a pretty solid outing both times by vtech it'll be interesting tonight i wonder if canada still has the ban on fans because i know they put that back into effect late in december uh, but that'd be interesting tonight to see if there'll be anybody in the building there in Calgary. Because that, that changes the way games are played. Especially when you're at home with the Caps who have sellouts almost every night. It'd be interesting to see. I don't know. I'd have to check the uh, Canadian occupancy there. Uh, but the Caps have quietly kept an eye on Claude Giroux's availability as the trade deadline uh, comes up against... Uh, he's there with the Flyers, so a conference team. That'd be interesting to see how that... Uh, kind of goes along. Uh, but that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For our intern, Avery Newport, for Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Priest saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 12.08.